unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David Garfinkel, the world's greatest copywriting coach. It's always a pleasure to be with you. How are you doing today? Likewise, Nathan, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. For the listeners that don't know, we actually batch record these. So we just got done with an awesome conversation. I'm super excited to get into the next one. But uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, it's about why people really buy. Uh, You know, this is a, a mystery for a lot of beginners. Even for experienced copywriters and salespeople, they have a gut sense of it, but they've never really had it spelled out. And, you know, when I first started writing copy myself, I was overwhelmed with all the differences from what I had known and done before. As a journalist, there was a certain set of rules and a format to follow. And copy seemed to turn everything on its head. I was trained as an old school journalist back in the day. Journalists were supposed to be objective and keep themselves out of what they wrote and give equal weight to quote unquote both sides of the story. Of course, that was a goal more than a reality because, for example, some stories have more than two sides to them. But most of us really strive to be objective, impartial, and fair. I know I did. And yet I wasn't entirely happy with that model because I like to get behind things I believed in. And journalism didn't give me a way to do that, but writing copy did. Now, one of the biggest questions I had when I started was, how do you get people to buy things? It actually took me many years, but I finally boiled it down to eight reasons, which started out as seven. So I call it the seven reasons people buy plus one more. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, knowing, knowing, this, knowing these reasons, it made writing copy a whole lot easier for me. And I'm going to share my seven reasons plus one today. And I hope it makes things a lot easier for you now. Awesome. I, uh, I have secret privileges to knowing these seven reasons. And you listening right now, you're in for a treat. Well, Nathan, before we get into it, I've said it before, and I'll say it right now. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. Most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or you're writing copy in highly regulated industries like health or finance or business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Keeps them out of a lot of trouble, too. Okay, now back to the topic at hand. First of all, let me give you the big picture and then we'll drill down to each reason. I'm also. For the sake of illustration, I'm going to invent an imaginary product to sell and show you how to use each of these reasons to sell it. And I'll give you a little commentary in each one. Okay? All right. So the seven reasons people buy are, one, make money. Two, save money. Three, save time. Four, save effort. Five, reduce pain. Six, increase pleasure. Seven improve health. And number eight is increase prestige. Now let's talk about the imaginary product. It's a magic pen. This pen is magical because it allows you 
to write the best copy faster and more easily than anything you've ever experienced before. We'll just call it the magic pen in this episode. Okay, so there may be this crazy other reason every now and then, but learn these and these will do you well. Okay? All right. So the first reason is to make money. People buy for a product that will make them money, will help them make money. And here's an example of slanting the pitch for the magic pen to make money. You can make more money with this pen than you can with any other writing implement. And you'll make more money per word writing direct response advertising copy than you can writing anything else except ransom notes. Oh, no. <laughs> this is supposed to be a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a suggestion to write. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I see a business opportunity here. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently a lot of kidnappers look at it that way. And it's, uh, it's, it's uh, the, re the risk is much higher than the reward, put it that way. Okay. So here's some comments I'd like to make about using this make money um, reason for people to buy. It needs to be specific. You can't just say you'll make money. That is probably the most frequently heard claim for people in the B2B and financial space in the world. So you've got to be specific about how and why and how it's different. You've also got to prove the claim because people are very skeptical about money-making claims, and reasonably so, because there are a lot of fraudulent things out there. Now, I would say that this reason, and this is the only reason of the eight um, that this is true about, is more for B2B than B2C. But when you get down to it, it's also about the only reason that works in business opportunity and financial copywriting. Yeah, I would say as a copywriter as well, who's going to businesses and trying to convince them that I'm the one that they should go with for writing their copy, uh, a lot of times letting them know, look, it's going to cost this much and it's, it's not cheap, but it will have a return. And so that making money aspect, especially if you're trying to get a business owner to give you money, you have to show them how it will make them money in return. Yeah, and that's, of course, your B2B sale one-on-one -on -one and, and cl up close and personal. But yes, absolutely. It's good. Okay, so let's get to our second reason now, which is to save money. And here, here's the pitch adapted to or using that reason. With the magic pen, you'll never again have to spend $5,000, $10,000, even $50,000 on an expensive copywriter again. With this pen, you can create all the high-performing copy yourself. Okay, I'm not liking this pin anymore. I, I didn't think so because <laughs> it's directly interfering with your business. Sorry about that, Nathan. Cannibalism, huh? Okay, so here's some comments for everyone else who's hearing this and does like it. Um, the, the first thing you need to do is show how it's going to save money. And, and this is, of course, true of any claim. You really need to flesh it out a little bit. Secondly, never expect your prospect to figure out the savings. Always walk them through how it's going to work. You notice I did, um, and 
that was one of the things that made you not like it because it looked like it was possibly cutting into your clientele. Uh, good thing it's still an imaginary product. <laughs> um, third thing is people love to save money. And if you haven't dealt with a lot of wealthy people yet, this may come as a surprise. If you are a wealthy person or you know a lot, you can skip ahead 10 seconds. But rich people seem to love saving money even more than people who don't have a lot of money do. Mm -hmm. Okay, very important point. Okay, reason number three, people will buy something that helps them save time. And so here's our pitch for the magic pen. I, I'm hoping that this is going to get it back in your good graces again, Nathan. <laughs> uh, copy takes far too long to write. Now with the magic pen, you can write great profitable copy in practically no time flat. Okay, I'm liking it again. Uh, I feel better. I really wanted you to like this product. Okay, number one, this is pretty universal. Now, you got to make the case as to how and why your product's going to do it, but these days, doesn't seem to matter the country, the socioeconomic status, whether you're rich or poor, whether you're educated or not. Nobody seems to have enough time in their life anymore. Nobody does. So saving time is an increasingly powerful appeal. And like everything else, when you make this claim, people will be skeptical until you prove it. And if you can prove it, this is a very powerful appeal. This is also something that is not going to have you on the radar of the regulators, or as Gary Halbert used to call them, the alphabet agencies as much as money-making claims or uh, specific health results claims, but it can be very powerful. Uh, doesn't mean you can get away with anything. It just means you might be less of a target. Okay, fourth reason is to save effort. So here is our pitch. Do you struggle writing copy? Say goodbye to struggle with the magic pen. This is the easiest way to write copy you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Do you want one now? Yeah. Can I have your credit card number, please? Okay. Um, so here's a, the first part of my commentary. Remember laziness headlines we did back in, I think it was episode number two of the podcast? Um, same thing. Save effort, laziness, and key point even hardworking people like easier solutions. Just because you're going to help them do one thing easier doesn't mean they're going to stop working hard. It just means they're going to maybe have less struggle, less stress in a particular activity that you're helping them with. And so with this, you want to show how your product or your service does make it easier for someone. And this is a really good reason or pitch to use testimonials from customers and maybe from experts who have reviewed or tried, road tested your product. It's also a good place to use time measurements. Uh, even though you would think a time measurement would be more about saving time, if you can do something faster, people get the feeling that it's easier. And then, you know, before after comparisons work well here, both with objective measures like time measurement and also with experiential accounts like people's testimonials so that's the fourth one hey let me ask you something 
How would you like a complete copywriting course packed into a $10 Kindle book? Yeah? Then let me invite you to try Breakthrough Copywriting. It's only $10 and it's available now on Amazon as a Kindle. Breakthrough Copywriting was originally a $5,000 live seminar I held in Las Vegas. People flew in from all over the world to attend Breakthrough Copywriting. This Kindle book by the same name is a complete version of my four presentations at the seminar. If you would like to dig into copywriting basics or refresh the knowledge you already have, then you'll really like Breakthrough Copywriting. A-listers like John Carlton, Joe Sugarman, and Bob Bly give this book an A+, and you can read the reviews right on the Amazon site. This episode of the Copywriters Podcast is sponsored by Breakthrough Copywriting. Check this book out at Amazon.com today. And now, back to the Copywriters Podcast program, already in progress. Fifth one, reduce pain. Now, this sounds like a medical one, and it certainly can be, and it certainly is, but you need to look at pain in a much larger context. Anxiety is pain. Fear is pain. Frustration is pain. Those are all pain, too. Okay, I wanted to set up that frame before we go into our pitch for the magic pen with the fifth reason, reduce pain. Does the prospect of writing copy make you anxious or give you a headache? Does writing copy with an ordinary pen give you hand cramps? Forget about those problems with the magic pen. It's the most painless way known to humankind to write copy. Everyone who has tried it says it doesn't hurt at all. So here are some things to know about using the fifth reason reduced pain. You need to know what their pains are. Don't guess. Do that research. Talk to people. Read what they say. Actually go through the activity yourself if you can so you can understand uh, at least a little bit what their pain is like. And you need to promise to eliminate those specific pains. Your appeal does. Okay. And with all of these appeals, you need to show how and you need to prove it. Okay. So. Number six, the sixth reason is to increase pleasure. Increase pleasure. And again, like with pain, think of pleasure in the broadest possible terms. Okay. So what if writing copy was actually fun? Most people can't imagine this possibility. But with the magic pen, writing copy might end up being the highlight of your day. Hmm. Now, this is an interesting one. Um, it's hard for people to uh, imagine something as increasing their pleasure if the initial activity or experience you're talking about isn't pleasurable in the first place. That is, for the person for whom writing copy is not fun or pleasurable, it it's it's a bit of mental gymnastics on the prospect's part to imagine it being more pleasurable than zero, because it's sort of like trying to multiply a zero. But understand there's a difference between hard and impossible. So it it might be hard for you to do this. And I'm not suggesting you choose this one first unless it's a slam dunk. But if you think that it's going to work, realize it's probably not impossible, it's just hard. And if you 
use this with something that's not pleasurable to begin with. Here's a tip. Be sure to acknowledge that the prospect probably didn't think this even could be pleasurable before you start making the claim that it is. Now, Hmm? what about if it's not something that we see as displeasurable, but it's something that we see as maybe boring or uh, maybe a break from the monotony? A lot of times, especially if you've been writing copy for a long time or if you've been doing your nine to nine to five job for a long time, um, the increased pleasure appeal that I've seen is kind of like, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world, but you're probably bored to death of it, but this can breathe new life into it. Sure. Yeah, that'll work. I mean, taking them from a place of tedium or, you know, where they're not in a whole lot of pain right now, but they're not inspired. Maybe they don't see a compelling future to uh, promising the one that's not only better income, better opportunities, maybe better status, but also more fun, uh, more more um, enlivening for them. Yeah, that's good. Okay. And reason number seven, improve health. Okay, here's our pitch. Research is increasingly showing that stress is seriously dangerous for your health. And writing copy causes most people stress. But now, with the magic pen, you'll not only get rid of stress hormones when you write, you'll also increase the flow of hormones that make you feel healthier. (laughs) That one's going to take a lot of proving. (laughs) Uh, yeah, and it's going to take a lot of legal tinkering. I'm sort of starting to, starting to get into some dangerous territory there. And I'll, I'll admit this one was a pretty big stretch. And if it's not a health related product, you need to come up with a pretty good argument, maybe a better one than I did for that. And I'm not sure I'd ever use this as part of my main appeal. I really were marketing a magic pen, but I could use some version of it, probably a better thought through version of it as an add fuel to the fire bullet point or subhead or a little sidebar in the copy. Maybe, maybe the ergonomics of the pin hits the right pressure points in your hand that uh, are known through ancient Chinese medicine to uh, relieve stress and increase pleasurability. Yeah. I'm going to have to bring in my acupuncturist friend Gregory on that one. That's a good (laughs) idea. Okay. So now let's get to the eighth one, which candidly I developed later after I had my list of seven. And this eighth one answers the question, why do people spend $100,000 on a Rolex watch? Why do people buy a McLaren, a car for $250,000 when they can get even get a nice luxury car for 50 or 60K and a good, safe, serviceable car for much less than that? And here's the answer. The answer is prestige. It gives you status. And when you use that appeal correctly in an offer, you can get people to believe that increased status will get other people to admire and respect the prospect. Okay? Nice. It's kind of like a uh, you're not buying it just to solve the initial problem of needing to be able to to tell the time. You're also buying it to solve the problem of being able to pre-frame how you want people to view you right from the get. Yeah, and it, it sure does say that your time is valuable, and no matter how much you charge per hour, it's more than worth it, right? Dang it, now I need to go buy a Rolex. Yes, well, you can get them for a lot less than 100000 Mine only costs 10000 I never wear it, but I have it. Um, 
Because I think at the time I bought it, I was sort of looking for the same thing. And then I realized nobody cares. But um, <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So the eighth reason <laughs> this is episode to, is not sponsored by Rolex. <laughs> yes, it's sponsored by the anti Rolex. So the eighth reason is to increase prestige, right? Uh, when Pete, so here, here's our pitch. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. When people find out you're a writer, and they see how well you're doing in business, they will respect you as one of the very rare and successful writers. And you can have all of that and more with the magic pen. Oh, that's that hits home for me because that's actually a big part of why I got into copywriting in the first place. Me too. Me too. I mean, I you know, as a free, unless you're Michael Lewis, who's like one of the top, article writers in the world um, wrote, he wrote Moneyball and the big short and so forth. Unless you're one of a handful of people, you're not going to make a whole lot of money writing articles or books, but a, you can do very well as a copywriter, even if you're not in the top one hundredth of 1%, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess now I'm starting to really pitch <laughs> which I di- didn't want to do. I just wanted to give examples, but what? I can't help it. I'm a copywriter. Okay, so here are a few tips about using prestige. Um, first of all, you really need to get into the prospects world. You really need to understand how they see things, how they feel, what they think about, right, in order to do this. And prestige, prestige is not usually what you think. It's usually what others think about you. That's important to know. And you need to figure out what your product or service will do to make a good impression on others. Something that's real, something that's believable, something that your prospect will buy into fairly quickly. Okay. What's weird about that too is, um, especially the point about it being about what other people think. A lot of times we look at very successful people and we're like, oh, that guy's the most confident guy in the world. And then when you really get down to it, those people are riddled with insecurities just like the rest of us. And you're selling to those insecurities to a person that most people on the surface would look at and think that they have no insecurities at all. Yep. It it takes a lot of practice to learn how to read people. But you're absolutely right. Any Anyone who is beating their chest and... Uh, um, walking around like a peacock to indicate their confidence might have something going on under the hood other than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. It's a, it's a little bit cliche, but it's definitely true. Now, before we get into the review of this, I did want to ask a question. Sure. Uh, co- combining different reasons. I know that the first two reasons that you talked about were how to make money and how to save money. And a lot of times when I'm doing a marketing audit for somebody, I bring up both of those. I say, look, this is how you can make money with this uh, because that's very important to a business is they want to make sure if they're going to put some money into a new form of marketing that they're going to be able to get a return on that investment. But I also show how it'll save them money. I can say, look, right now your advertisements are going out and you're not asking people to do anything. Or right now you're sending these flyers out and you have no way to track how effective they are right now you're you're paying all this money for radio advertising but you're not having any way of of uh, measuring which ads are working which stations are working which audience the ad is working with um so it's it's also an appeal to saving money uh you mentioned um saving time and saving effort how 
how uh, how do you go about, or or is it even is it even a good idea, or am I making a mistake when I'm trying to combine two or more of these things? Well, I don't think you're necessarily making a mistake, but I think you need to lead with one and um, figure out what the individual you're talking to is going to value most. For example, let's say you're selling advertising or copywriting services to a company. Usually the head of marketing is going to want to make money. Uh, Usually if you're talking to the CFO, someone in finance, they're going to be more interested in saving money. Now, the CEO, the owner, is going to be interested in most. You know, what he's really interested in is what drops down to the bottom line, which comes from a combination of making money and saving money. So you might combine it in that way into a new thing saying greater profits. Why? Two reasons. You're going to make more money per ad, and you're going to save money on advertising costs. It it's it You know, it, it depends on the values of the audience. It depends on the priorities, the criteria, what's most important to them. Gotcha. So again, it comes down to knowing who you're going to, who you're going to be talking to because each person is going to be sold in a different way, which is really why it's important to have that one individual in mind when you're writing your copy rather than trying to write to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I saw something in Bloomberg Business Week last week, it was Mary, I forget her last name. She's the CEO of General Motors. And she said, and I'm paraphrasing here, we can't be everything to everybody. Well, General Motors used to be everything to everybody, right? If you needed a car, GM had a car for you. And then they went bankrupt in 2009. And now they're making money. And they're not trying to be everything to everybody. They're they're focusing. So, yeah, I mean, if they can't do it, what chance do you have, really, of <laughs> right. being everything to everybody? And why would you want to, you know? Well, a lot of people, actually, on my own personal podcast recently, I did an episode about everybody uh, wanting to serve everyone. And that's um, one of the biggest things that I run into with my clients is when I ask them, well, who's your product or your service geared toward? Well, everybody needs my product or my service. Yeah. Um, Well, I think maybe that's a stage people go through. And if they get through it and get to the point where they realize there are some people who are their prospects and many people who aren't, they succeed in business. And that may be another one of the reasons when people don't go through that, that 19 out of 20 businesses don't make it past five years. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's... uh... Let's give a review real quick of the seven plus one. Yep. So number one is make money. Number two is save money. Number three is save time. Number four is save effort. Number five is reduce pain. Number six is increase pleasure. Number seven is improve health. And number eight is increase prestige. Awesome. This has been a, as always, an informational show. I'm just, I'm just so pleased to be able to ride shotgun with you on these episodes, David, because I learned so much. So thank you so much for, uh, for putting these episodes together. I really appreciate it. And I know the listener out there appreciates it as well. What do we got coming up for him next time? All right. So next time is about putting people and personality into your copy. Awesome. I can't wait. All right, copywriters, this has been another episode of the Copywriters Podcast. You can find more episodes like this one over at copywriterspodcast.com. 
until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye, everybody. If you found this show valuable and you'd like to get it in the ears of other people, the best way to do that is to subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes.